Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. The poet John Frederick Nim says that vowel sounds contain frequencies similar to musical notes. Each of the 15 vowel sounds of the scale has its own character, tone, and color. Like bass, tenor, and alto sounds, they create vibrations in the body, registering tones and moods and striking varying degrees of emotional chords. Vowels have low-frequency sounds, high-frequency sounds, and mid-frequency sounds. Skillful writers know that the frequencies of these vowel sounds reinforce the emotion, the tone, images, and meaning of their stories. Writer Unleashed is for you. A writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. writers will ask, how do I show loneliness? Or how do I show anger or sadness? They'll try to show anger with clenched fists or heaving chests. They'll show sadness with heart sinking or some other cliched display of showing that doesn't really show at all. Said another way, it doesn't make the reader feel with the character. They may be able to understand that clenched fists signifies anger or that a sinking heart signifies sadness, but the reader can't feel that. But there is a way to show emotions that go beyond words, and it's the most overlooked way to allow the reader to feel what your character feels in the moment. I'm talking about musicality. I'm talking about sound. When we listen to music, the notes reverberate in tiny waves. We actually feel it in our body. Words do the same thing, even when we don't read it aloud. Now, this is the poet's secret weapon. Poets often make great prose writers. Many poets are also fabulous novelists, short story writers, and memoir writers. I once worked with a poet who was writing his first novel, and his instinct for the sound of words was thrilling. The poet John Frederick Nim says that vowel sounds contain frequencies similar to musical notes. 
Each of the 15 vowel sounds of the scale has its own character, tone, and color. Like bass, tenor, and alto sounds, they create vibrations in the body, registering tones and moods and striking varying degrees of emotional chords. Vowels have low-frequency sounds, high-frequency sounds, and mid-frequency sounds. Skillful writers know that the frequencies of these vowel sounds reinforce the emotion, the tone, images, and meaning of their stories. So let's take a listen to the vowel scale. Words like boo, bone, book, bought, boy, bow, and bar contain low-frequency sounds. Words like bud, bird, bat, bet, and bit represent middle-frequency sounds. Words like by, bay, and bee make up high-frequency sounds. It's no accident that the word glee is at the highest end of the frequency scale, while gloom is at the lowest. So if you were to say the scale from lower to high or from high to low, you would feel it in your body. Bone, book, bot, boy, bow, bar, bud, bird, bat, bet, bit, by, bay, be. If we reverse it, be, bay, by, bit, bet, bat, bird, bud, bar, bow, boy, bought, book, bone. So you can actually feel the vibration in your body. And the same vibration happens when you read it. So using more low frequency sounds can telegraph sadness or depression. High frequency sounds can connote happier emotions, but they can also convey other strong emotions like terror or anger. You know, the thing about emotions is that they're primal. When we're in the heat of the moment, when we're feeling intense emotions, we can't articulate it. Elizabeth Bishop's story is a great example of this. Her story in the village is about a young child's reaction to her mother's insanity. Now, ironically, this is a story where insignificant detail takes on significant meaning. The young narrator, in an attempt to avoid powerful feelings, notices a myriad of details around her, none of which directly relates to her situation. Yet the sounds inherent in the words carry the narrator's inexpressible emotions. Here's the opening passage. A scream, the echo of a scream, hangs over that Nova Scotian village. No one hears it. It hangs there forever, a slight stain in those pure blue skies, skies that travelers compare to those of Switzerland, too dark, too blue, so that they seem to keep on darkening a little more around the horizon. Or is it around the rims of the eyes? the color of the cloud of bloom on the elm trees, the violet on the fields of oats, 
something darkening over the woods and waters as well as the sky. Okay, so here, low-frequency sounds dominate. You have words like echo, cloud of bloom, woods, Nova Scotian, too dark, too blue, and darkening oats. The high-frequency sounds in scream, sky, violet, stain, and horizon conjure these strong and even violent emotions. Because of their placement in this passage, they collide with and pierce the low and middle frequency sounds, magnifying the emotional effect. I agree with Milan Kundera, who says, I reject the very notion of synonym. Each word has its own meaning and is semantically irreplaceable. So for example, if Bishop had used the word yell instead of scream, two words that essentially mean the same thing, we wouldn't feel the full force of her emotions. Yell is a middle frequency vowel sound. It doesn't linger and reverberate the way scream does. Here's another example from Revolutionary Road. It was a sound of emergency, of fire, murder, police, the deep, shockingly loud purr that an automobile siren makes when the driver has just gotten started and has had to slow down for a turn before opening up to full speed. She got to the window in the nick of time to see it, down over the tops of the trees below the lawn, the long shape of an ambulance turning out of Revolutionary Road, catching the sun in a quick, brilliant reflection as it straightened out and pulled away down Route 12 with its siren mounting higher and higher into a sustained, unbearable shriek that hung in the air long after the ambulance itself had vanished in the distance. It left her chewing her lips with worry. Okay, so let's pull out some words from this passage. Emergency, fire, murder, police, deep, loud, purr, siren, speed, shriek, quick, brilliant, mounting, higher and higher. Chewing her lips with worry. Now, imagine if the author had said the sound of the siren had her shaking with worry or trembling with worry. Imagine if he had tried to describe the character's feeling of worry rather than recreate the worry through sound. What he does here is give the reader the sensation of worry. I want you to remember that you're making word choices every step of the way. So pay attention to sound. Think about vowel sounds as though they're musical notes. Try different words with different sounds. Experiment. Does the word wrap tightly around the ear or does it undulate? Which one is the better choice to convey a mood or an emotion or just the way something sounds like a siren? So here's what I want you to do next. Take a scene you're working on that you don't feel as though you've nailed the effect you want. 
Look for where you can be more musically accurate. Look for hitting those emotional registers by paying attention to vowel sounds. Look for those sound frequencies. If your character is afraid, you might want more high-frequency sounds. If your character is sad, you might want to play with more low-frequency sounds. Try different words on and trust your instincts. Also, check out episode 13, How to Write for Emotional Impact. Here we talk more about avoiding emotional cliches and how to recreate your character's experience by selecting powerful and precise details. You'll also learn the think large, write small approach to writing for emotional impact. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Writer Unleashed. If this episode resonated with you, please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Reviews are key to keeping Writer Unleashed on the top of the charts where other writers can find us. I'll see you next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, join us on our private Facebook group, Writer Unleashed Community. It's totally free to join. And if you want more free resources, plus writing tips, I only share an email. Sign up over at nancypinuccio.com. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Till then, keep writing, and I'll talk to you soon.